All right, friends, this is a special edition of the Josh Scanlon podcast. Uh, you probably remember J.O. and I, we have a state-by-state uh, guide to Medicare planning. And um, and Jay and I have a lot of off-camera, uh, so to speak, discussions. And, and he was making me aware of uh, a, an opportunity for Medicaid and Medicare. And some of you may not be interested in this, um, simply because you know, Medicaid is not in your ball of wax. But my inclination is there are a lot of folks who might be find this beneficial. Uh, and, and the reason I bring that up to your attention, because I know there are people who are Medicaid eligible uh, throughout the land. Um, and they're also Medicare eligible as, as well. And there are rules and regulations and programs that I can guarantee you are not familiar with. Uh, and I think this podcast, it'll be relatively short here, but I think you'll get a lot out of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to turn it over to Jay uh, to share with us and the you know the viewing population or the listening population how a Medicare Medicaid partnership can work and how that might be of interest to you or at least benefit to you for sure. Uh, so Jay, if you don't mind, uh, and real quick as always, go to maximizeyourmedicare.com uh, to sign up for Jay's weekly newsletter. So Jay, if you don't mind, uh, take it away. I'd love to love to be educated here, please, sir. Absolutely. I think that what we a trend we see is nationwide across all of our investigations and our clients is that the availability of Medicare Advantage has increased in virtually every location throughout the country. Part of that, I think a very significant, substantial part of that is wider distribution, wider availability of something called dual eligible. And what ends up happening in order to be eligible for these plans, you need to be both Medicare and Medicaid. You must separately apply to your state's Medicaid program, and every state will apply the rules differently. So that's why we're not making a specific set of you know, criteria, because we've got 50 states in Puerto Rico, all 50 plus Puerto Rico will have a different application of the rules for Medicaid qualification. Mm-hmm. That said, when you have Medicare and Medicaid, these dual eligible plans can be important. Now, <clears throat> something that people who are on Medicaid must be aware, and they are probably already aware, which is here you are dealing with a set of networks which is generally speaking tighter, more restrictive, meaning that your doctor, your clinic, your diagnostics lab, your podiatrist may or may not accept Medicaid. Right. They need to very carefully, very carefully check the network because not only are there a fewer number of providers that accept Medicaid at all, but then a subset for each of these plans, these dual eligible Medicare Advantage plans. That all said, if you do qualify, then these plans, generally speaking, have extra benefits which are enormously valuable to the policyholder. For example, transportation, very important for Medicaid, for the Medicaid population transportation to the doctor, transportation, depending on which plan, maybe even transportation to the dentist, for example. 
extra dental and vision, which may include hearing aids. Dentures, very important, which are very high cost items. Nevertheless, if you qualify for Medicare and Medicaid and are a policyholder of one of these Medicare, these dual eligible plans, then you can see that there are these very important extra benefits and, may, and maybe most importantly, some have monthly stipends which can be used for health-related products. Literally, it's a voucher where you send in on mail order and you can get important things. Tooth floss, for example, dental floss, mm-hmm. toothpaste, toothbrush, cotton swabs, vitamins, vitamin supplements. So you can see that, and this is not a small amount. I've seen cases, for example, $80 a month is possible. That's over $1,000 a year of health-related product vouchers that can be redeemed by the policyholder on a monthly or quarterly basis. So very important. So you can hear from this that in the base case, many people just say, okay, well, I have Medicare and that is primary when you're Medicare and Medicaid eligible and then Medicaid will pick up the balance. But that does not necessarily include these extra benefits that I've mentioned here. Once you've done your diligence on the network to make sure that the providers that you want to see will accept the plan. So I thought that we would have this special podcast, this special you know kind of session together, because what is happening is that the these plans must be offered in your county. And what we see nationwide is that the number of counties where these are being offered has improved, and in some cases, substantially. Where they did not exist last year, they do exist coming in 2019. No kidding. Oh, man. Yes, exactly. And so this is part of the umbrella of there is wider availability of Medicare <clears throat> Advantage plans. I thought to add a couple of other things. For those persons where these plans do not exist, Medicare Advantage plans, if you coordinate with the Medicaid provider and they do accept Medicaid, then you can have Medicare Advantage plans that are not these dual eligible plans, which can still limit your out-of-pocket expenses. So all is not lost, even if you do, if you live in a county which does not offer Medicare Advantage dual eligible plans. Okay. That's that. <clears throat> so I encourage persons that are dual eligible, irrespective of where you live, to check these out because the. Extra benefits here are above and beyond what Medicare and Medicaid by themselves will allow and what they offer. You have care coordination. You have the idea of people checking up on your household to make sure that everything is being taken care of, that you're getting your prescriptions, etc. 
these extra features for those persons who require the extra the extra assistance is very value added and depending on who you are and if you can qualify for these types of plans very valuable and we I'll swerve off for, for the last point which is that your audience may not specifically qualify right but it's inconceivable that someone in your community doesn't qualify meals on wheels recipients yeah, absolutely ch church members for example or whatever your local organization there's somebody that you know that does qualify for these dual eligible plans that is unaware and you're helping them you're helping the system if they at least are aware and they can choose or not choose if one of these types of plants fits for them. Well, Jay, so like you always got Go ahead. No, I say it's like you always say, though, um, if you choose not to partake in a benefit, that's your choice. And we're not going to argue for your choice. You do whatever you want. If you choose not to partake because you're ignorant, that's not the right answer, though. Ignorance, uh, let's solve that with some education. And you can make the choice that you want to do. And we're not going to you know, challenge your choice. It's up to you. But this would be a perfect example of what you always say about that. Now, I would say one thing about dual eligible people. The normal enrollment rules do not apply to dual eligibles meaning that if you're on Medicare and Medicaid, you're called dual eligible. And in addition to that, you have expanded enrollment rights. In 2019, you'll be able to enroll in a plan even mid-year, meaning that it's not only the annual election period, but in addition to that, you'll be able to change your dual eligible plan or enroll in a dual eligible plan once every quarter during the first three quarters. So this is that instance that someone can call me in May, and even though it's outside of the annual election period, even though it's outside the Medicare open enrollment period, you can still enroll in a dual eligible plan to be effective on June 1st for the person who calls me in May. So it's another one of those examples. If you understand the rules, the rules for Medicare are, generally speaking, largely in favor of the applicant. Yeah. I think that that is a general statement, which is largely true, right. if you understand the rules. On Real quick, so how does someone know again if they're dual eligible? I mean, what, what are they, how would you know? Well, the person first has to have a medic, must go to their state office. Okay. Department of Health and Human Services, generally, and let's call that the generic umbrella. The different states will have slightly different labels for it. They would have to apply for Medicaid. Okay, gotcha. They would, have, they would be assigned a state-specific, individual-specific number, okay. which is not the Medicare number, not the Medicare number. What ends up happening is the dual-eligible Medicare Advantage plan carrier they will be able to verify what the state knows that person. So let's call it Mrs. Jones right. in Missouri. So once she, Mrs. Jones in Missouri is registered at the state Medicaid office, 
they come to us, we verify their eligibility for not only Medicare, but also for Medicaid. Okay, gotcha. And right. then once you are are verified for both, then you will know whether or not the med, the dual eligible plan is right for Mrs. Jones. So again, the first step is to make sure you, I hate to say make sure, but to qualify for Medicaid, that's the first step in the dual enrollment thing. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. You must and you do that with your state, not the, not the Fed. So the, you go through your state, HHS, Health and Human Services, whatever their acronym is, to qualify. Okay. Gotcha. That's correct. That's correct. It, and that's why I'm not specifying specific rules because every state will have their own separate set of rules in right. the process for the application. And and if you don't qualify this year, you certainly could qualify. Like, so you, you say you're 67 this year, you don't qualify, but you certainly could qualify at 71. I mean, that it can always change if you qualify or not. So if, you, if you're thinking you might qualify, it'd be behoove you, Jay, I think, to, to revisit your state to see if you do qualify. Yes, and that's also another thing that some persons right on the borderline who do not qualify, you still may qualify for extra help for prescription drug coverage and beyond the beyond the scope of this podcast that can help persons with their prescription drugs which can either mean lower premiums for part d plans it can mean lower premiums for their medicare advantage plans it can lower the copays for generic and brand name prescriptions so it is worthwhile to at least find out whether or not you qualify for medicaid and to refresh, in other words, to have your status for extra help for prescription drug plans, which is calculated separately and is determined separately. The money comes from a different source. It is not the state. It is a federal program. And you'll want to know that as well because it can lower your prescription drug costs as well. So there are a number of of programs which do help. Is that the name of of the program, Extra Help? It is actually the formal name. Okay. It may have been known as limited income subsidy in the in the past. Okay. But it is the same program. All right. So now if someone does qualify for dual enrollment, maybe we'll do another podcast on extra help specifically, but if someone does qualify for dual enrollment, they could get literally vouchers worth, you know, you know just you know, almost a hundred bucks or something like that to buy all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, literally a voucher. It's like they're here comes a, you know, a, ch- a check, a voucher, like a coupon essentially in the mail to go purchase, I don't know, whatever vitamins, like you said. Absolutely. And this is very powerful. Well, I would, for example, I would like to have a voucher for myself. Yeah. Right. But so, and this is very important for a person's, like I said, dental floss but that that type of item is going to be on these mail it's generally mail order where you send in a you print out a form you fill it out and then you send it in and then you get your items so very important uh and these extra things do not come part of just generic medicaid eligibility You'd have to do something specific, meaning to enroll in one of these types of plans. And many states, many counties, and an an increasing number of counties throughout the country 
have these plans available. Oh man, that's um, that sounds like, and this is going to sound like a disparaging, and I actually mean the exact opposite. But it sounds like the insurance companies are using the old banking toaster thing. Remember the to- you know, Jane, you and I are old enough to kind of remember that the banks would incentivize you to get a toaster if you open a you know passbook savings account back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, this kind of sounds like that. So obviously the insurance company uh, values uh, that that uh, applicant uh, or a beneficiary for sure enough to incentivize them by sending them a voucher. I mean, I, I don't see why would they do that if they if it wasn't profitable for the insurance company. And that's a win-win. I mean, the insurance company gets a little bit of profit. Uh, the government is reduced to some degree on their, you know, what they got to come out with pocket for. And then the, the, the client, the beneficiary can receive some extra benefits that otherwise they would not, they would have had to pay out of pocket. I actually, especially would like to point out the transportation because what ends up happening is the medic, every state Medicaid office will very likely have a specific transportation vendor that they use in your location. Well, in addition to that, you can have where the dual eligible plan provider is also having a transportation contract, something with a different transportation company. So for example, if your, your state or local Medicaid provider, that transportation provider is too busy or the schedule doesn't run in a convenient way. You can have your dual eligible plan, Medicare Advantage plan provider provide that transportation. For many people in the Medicare Medicaid population, the transportation to the medical provider is vital. No kidding. It is vital, right? They don't have they don't have cars. They don't have access. It's hard to get to public transportation, for yeah. example. So to get to the clinic, to get to the doctor for your checkup or refill for prescriptions is very important. Well, here is a way to get extra transportation benefits that may not have existed or may not have been able to be available to you based on you know, their scheduling, for example, or their availability at a particular time. Um, that, that's, uh, that's incredible. I would have never, ever, ever had put two and two together in that regard. And that's, uh, I think, a drawback by the financial advisory business as a whole uh, we're dealing with a certain a different group of people. And because that we're ignorant about the needs of a huge subset of the population in the United States. But yet here comes Jay with his experience in this stuff. And he knows exactly uh, what some of the, the issues are facing this subset of population who is not a small minority. I might add, that's a big, big subset of the population for sure. And Jay just brings me to a, I'll never forget this, this guy, when I lived in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and if you're familiar with the Shenandoah Valley, a huge Mennonite population. Well, Mennonites don't keep cars, at least the old order Mennonites, they keep horse, literally horse and buggies. And um, uh, But as they get older, they also don't have much income. So they're all, you know, you know just they're all, you know, poor. Um, you know, and, and long story short, there's this guy who's trying to start a taxi cab company uh, in Harrisonburg. And one of his reasons was because he, these Mennonite women in particular had no method of transportation back and forth to the hospital because they lived on these farms, these dairy farms, and they don't have cars and that they're getting older and whatnot. And, you know, they couldn't take their horse and buggy in town. Now, it sounds you know quaint, but it's not. And uh, long story short, so he was offering that as a way for the Mennonite community to be able to uh, uh, 
to provide transportation for them. And uh, is I mean, I you know, if that was 15 years ago, I don't know what happened with that. But it's just interesting that transportation would be such a big deal. I, I absolutely can see that without question. It's interesting you brought that it, up. It's not limited to the countryside. No. Absolutely not. <clears throat> absolutely not. No, especially every urban area has the same issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say, especially if it's in a, uh, a rough area, too, and you're grandma and, you know, you just got uh, bad characters out there slinging rocks. I mean, that's just, you know, you don't you don't want grandma to have to be have to negotiate through that. All right. Um, but this is good stuff, Jay. So what's the uh, just, you know, in terms of, I, I guess, you know, the, the order of operation qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, excuse me, get approved by your state, then look to see if you're preferred doctors accept Medicaid? Is that another, you know, operating procedure here? It's going to be for the dual eligible plans that the provider, the healthcare provider, the hospital will have to need to accept that dual eligible plan. So okay. some care caution is required. Yeah. You may need an expert to be able to guide you to make sure that these facts are true that the actual doctors and the actual clinic, the hospital in your area does accept not only Medicaid, but more specifically, the Medicaid, the Medicare Advantage plan, which is a dual eligible plan. Okay. That's the critical part. So seek help. No other way around this. I mean, my goodness, this is just another reason why uh, getting professional guidance is critical. From a broker, a broker, not a captive agent, but someone who actually can represent you in all aspects of the various providers that are out there for sure, and maybe has access to the best voucher systems. I mean, like you said, Jay, getting a voucher for dental floss, it might not seem like much to the average client of a financial advisor, uh, but I'm telling you right now, for those folks who are trying to you know, squeak out another $200 a month of, of, uh, of, of resources, free dental floss, free transportation uh, can go a heck of a long way uh, to letting them sleep better at night. That's just a fact. And if you think, not you, Jay, but the, the listening audience thinks that this is not uh, a big deal for a lot of uh, your citizens, uh, like like Jay was saying, at your church, at your, uh, you know, just whatever you're involved with as a community, um, the more you know, the better you can help your fellow man. There's just no other way around that. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, it's just me, we're put on earth to help our fellow man. And if you can do so in a way that, uh, it can, can help them, you know, just live a li- little bit more comfortable. Uh, you're doing God's work. And, you know, you don't have to be a one who believes in a Christian God to believe that. You don't even have to believe in a God, but you're doing good things for people. And that's uh, no one's going to say that's a bad thing. Any last thoughts on this, Jay? I mean, again, I'm so ignorant about it. I don't even know where to uh, stop here. But, uh, you know, I know you said it might not be a long conversation, but any, anything that jumps out at you that we need to digest? No, just to repeat what you said, right, which is that we don't need to, even if you don't think that this applies to you specifically, there's almost zero chance that you know absolutely nobody or you're not in touch with a community, a set of people, whatever organization that is, whether that can be, you could be a volunteer, a non-for-profit that assists other people. You could be part of any type of subset of people Someone not very far away, one degree of separation, is going to be Medicare Medicaid eligible. I don't think there's any way getting around that. Right. And the unfortunate fact is that 
too many of these persons are not only underserved, but they're also underinformed. Yes. And to the degree that we are assisting that through your podcast and you having me as your guest, Josh, well, we've done our part. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, and hopefully other people get the word and be Paul Revere. I hate to say it, but going down the street saying, look, there are options. Just pull your head out of the sand and look around you and uh, seek help. It's okay to seek help. There are people like Jay who would be more than willing. And again, Jay's a busy man. Right now it's tax time for insurance guys. Um, I'm not saying Jay, no, I'm not trying to disparage you as an insurance guy, like the guy from Groundhog Day. Uh, remember that movie with uh, Bill Murray, Ground- the guy who's the insurance right. agent? <laughs> Jay is a certified financial planner, my friend. So he's not just a, uh, whatever that guy's name, Myerson or something like that. But uh, Jay, as always, my <laughs> right. pleasure to have you on. Uh, this is a, uh, this is fantastic. And uh, we'll put this on the, uh, the podcast, the YouTube channel. And folks, don't forget Jay has his own YouTube channel, which I'll put on the show notes here. Um, what's the name of your YouTube channel, Jay? It is maximize your Medicare. Okay. So <laughs> if you go on there, on, on YouTube, who knew? not who knew it's the same title as the book maximize your Medicare and the, the website for the book maximize your Medicare.com. Good stuff. Hey, as always, Jay, thanks. We'll see you next time. And folks, thanks again for coming on the podcast and uh, don't forget to subscribe and uh, we'll see you next time as well. Thanks now.